27 in our green book. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart. Confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, Merciful Father, I, a poor, merciful sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities, with which I have offended thee, and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and truly repent of them. And I pray thee of thy boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death, of thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, who heartily repent of your sins, believe on Jesus Christ, and sincerely and earnestly purpose, by the assistance of God the Holy Ghost, henceforth to amend your sinful lives. And in the stead, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The introit. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. God of Israel, deliver us out of all our troubles. For they have been ever 
O God, who seest that of ourselves we have no strength, keep us both outwardly and inwardly, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, and the one God, world without end. Sunday is from the 40th chapter of the book of Isaiah, beginning at the 20th verse. Whoever is too impoverished for such a contribution shall choose a tree that will not rot. He seeks for himself a skillful workman to prepare a carved image that will not totter. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Have you not been told from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. He brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges of the earth useless. Scarcely shall they be planted, Scarcely shall they be sown. Scarcely shall their stock take root on the earth. When he will also blow on them, and they will wither. And the whirlwind will take away like, and the whirlwind will take them away like stubble. To whom then will you liken me? Or to whom then shall I be equal? Says the Holy One. Here ends the reading. The epistle is from the fourth chapter of First Thessalonians. Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more, just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage of or defraud his brother in this matter. Because the Lord is the avenger of all such as we also forewarned and you and testified. For God did not call us to uncleanness, but to holiness. Here ends the gospel. We rise for the reading of the, or the here ends the epistle. We rise for the reading of the gospel. <clears throat> 
According to St. Matthew, the 15th chapter. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not, ex- I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed that very hour. Here ends the gospel. with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us in the country of Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into God. And sits at the right hand of God the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge both the great and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no enemies. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord of the pure life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who is faith by the prophets. And I believe one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
sermon text from St. Matthew chapter 15. The words, send her away, for she is crying out after us. This is our text. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, who through the innocent suffering and death of thy dear Son has opened for us a rich fountain of divine power unto life and godliness, we beseech thee, replenish us with thy Holy Spirit, that by sincere repentance and true faith we may in this present time cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, and by thy grace dwelling in us abound more and more in holiness and pureness of living. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Jewish people had the books of Moses. They had the writings of the prophets, and they used the Psalms in their worship every day. It would have been expected that God's people would recognize Jesus, who came as the promised Messiah in order to take away their sins. Now, to be sure, there were some, like Simeon and Anna, who took Jesus up into their arms and praised God, their Savior. Nevertheless, there were many who did not recognize him. Though they were part of the Jewish nation, they were not trusting in the promised Messiah. Now, in today's Holy Gospel, there is a Gentile woman. She's not a Jew. She comes to Jesus. Now, this shouldn't be surprising because Jesus, in the text, has gone to the very far end of Jewish land. He is way up on the north, on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. And for someone who tells this Canaanite woman, that, well, he is sent only to the house of Israel. Jesus is surely pushing the limits, going to a place where Jews were not in the majority. If he is not sent to Gentiles, what is he doing on the very edge of Jewish territory, close, so close to the Gentiles? Now, St. Mark, in his gospel, tells us that this Canaanite woman had heard of him, referring to Jesus. Now, just what had she heard of him? What what had she heard? And it's not specifically recorded, but, but we can surmise by listening to her own words and by her coming to Jesus that she knew quite a bit. She knew that Jesus could heal her daughter. She knew that, well, when she said with the words, Son of David, she knew that Jesus was the promised Davidic king. He was the one who would to rule over David's throne forever. She knew that Jesus was the Lord, our God, come in the flesh. She knew that she was a sinner, and so she simply asked that, he would have mercy upon her. Most importantly, she knew that Jesus was a loving Savior, one who wanted to have mercy on her and help her. And finally, we must remember that she knew these things because she had heard of him. 
the report had gone out. And from that report, that teaching, preaching of the word, she knew. The first time that she comes up and she asks Jesus for help, he says nothing. The second time, she has asked the disciples to be of subsistence in order to get Jesus to help her. And by their own words, well, send her away. It would appear to me they're asking Jesus, just, just heal her. Uh, uh, heal her and send her away. But Jesus sternly reminds the disciples, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And the third time, she throws herself at Jesus' feet and says, Lord, help me. His response is to call her a dog. I would surmise that at any point she could have walked away. Walked away from Jesus and have given up expecting anything at all from him. But why didn't she? She might have said, well, he's not like anything I expected. So why didn't she pack up her bags and go home? You and I have heard about Jesus. We have heard much more than the Jews of the Old Testament ever heard. Unlike them, they didn't know exactly who the Messiah was going to be, but we know we confess Jesus to be our loving Lord every day. They didn't know that Jesus was going to suffer and die and rise again in order to take away our sins. We know that Jesus is alive and that his human nature has been exalted to the right hand of the Father. We know that Jesus is still working through his word today, preached by his called pastors. We know that his children, by virtue of their baptism into Christ, uh, that they are saved. We know that Jesus is still present with us in his body and blood in order to preserve us unto eternal life. They didn't know these things. But though we know these things, I say, what would it take? What would it take for you to give up on Jesus? For you to pack up your bags and go home? How about a bad hair day? Would you come to church if you just didn't look so great? Suppose the washer didn't work. You didn't have any church clothes to wear. Would that keep you from coming to receive the Lord's gifts? What if the children who attend all took turns throwing fits? Would you allow someone else to keep you from God's word? Would you attend not at all because you couldn't hear exactly every part of every word of the service or every part of the sermon? What if, what if you had a fight with one of the members? Would you give up on Jesus simply because someone was mad at you or you were mad at them, would that keep you away? What would it require? How about a great deal of pain in order to come to church on a Sunday morning? Would you stay home or would you endure the pain so that you could receive the gifts of life? What if it required getting up an hour or too earlier because of your medication or because you were moving slowly? 
What if you are not able to sit? Not able to sit through the entire divine service. Would you, would you give it up? Would you come for only part of the divine service? Would you stand for it? Or would you just stay home? What would it take for you to quit praying and asking God for help? If you lost your job, would you say, oh, Jesus is unreliable, and would you turn to someone else for help? If you had a house fire in which you lost all your possessions, would you say, well, that's it. I'm going to turn to another God to provide for my daily bread. If you had a car wreck, if your loved ones perished in that wreck, would you? Would that be enough for you to say that God is a delinquent provider and he doesn't take care of you? If you were unjustly punished for something you didn't do, would that make you give up and call God a liar? What would it take for you to think that God was not going to help you? How about the silent treatment? Would that work? Would that be enough to convince you that God wasn't going to help? What if God said to you, I came only for the house of Israel? Would that make you say, I guess all the promises aren't for me. It's time to go home. He's nice to some, but not to me. Would Jesus calling you a lowly dog? Would that be enough to make you mad and send you off in a huff? This Canaanite woman... She knew, she heard, remember, she knew the gospel of Jesus Christ. She knew that Jesus was the Messiah, the promised Messiah, and wanted to have mercy on her and help her. And she did not know just exactly what Jesus was going to do for her. For example, she knew that Jesus could heal her daughter, but she didn't know if Jesus would heal her daughter. Jesus might have helped her in some other way, we don't know. She simply lays her need before Jesus, saying, my daughter is severely possessed by a demon. It's up to her loving Lord if and when it determines the best way to have mercy upon her. She fully and completely believes in his love for her. Take note of this. Jesus never, never tells her no. Jesus never, never turns away from her without help. It may appear that he doesn't want to help, but then why didn't he refuse her? Why didn't he send her away? She knows that he does desire to help. At every point, she refuses to accept that Jesus is turning away from her. She does not give up on the truth of the gospel which she had heard. Jesus remains her caring and loving Lord. Is she a sinner by birth? who does not even deserve an answer to prayer? Well, yes, but she deserves mercy. And Jesus came to have mercy on all people. Is she a Jewish member of the house of Israel? Well, no. But she believes in Jesus, and she comes to him believing in the things that the house of Israel teaches, as if she's a part of the house, Jesus will help those who trust in him. According to the Jews, is she a dog? Well, the Gentiles don't follow the ceremonial laws of uncleanness or 
concerning the Sabbath. They are washing the pans. Uh, Gentiles live like dogs. They do whatever they want, whenever they want. I mean, is, is she a dog? Well, she's a Gentile, but, you know, she catches him. She catches him because, well, though technically she's a Gentile, she holds to the word. And when Jesus has words, she says those words, I'm going to grab onto them because she is a believer and so she doesn't live the way they do. Don't let anything get in the way of believing the good news of your Savior. You are a sinner. That's true. Admit it. But that doesn't keep Jesus from helping you. By your actions, you may seem... Well, not to be a member of the Christian church, but by faith in Jesus Christ, you definitely are. By virtue of your baptism, you belong to Christ. Have you sinned? Yes. Are you like a dog following your own sinful desires? That is, not controlling yourself? Well, in those ways, yes. But you are a sinner that Jesus invites to his table. You are a child of God that he has invited to come. Sinners who desire to receive the forgiveness of sins. And he says, come, take and eat by helping this woman who, well, went ahead and allowed him to call her a dog. Jesus has given her a child's portion. Yes, she was right. He does help those who believe. And he has mercy upon those who trust in his word. Is she... Literally a member, no, but she, by believing, becomes a member of the house of Israel. She is one of his sheep, and she acts like it throughout the whole way, confessing her sins and holding on and asking for mercy. Yeah, she is a child, and she's going to be fed like a child. Though she is a sinner, Jesus makes her a saint. In this text, we are taught perseverance, never to give up, holding to our Savior and trusting in him. For he is our loving and caring Savior, just as we have heard, and he will help us. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. The Offertory, page 18, we stand. <laughs>
in the general prayer, not only will we include those uh, listed on the back of the pink bulletin, uh, but our uh, bishop has asked that we might include as well Pastor Mark Miller uh, in Minnesota, uh, who's undergoing laparoscopic surgery on the 28th, uh, as well as his daughter, uh, Mrs. Rachel Epperson, uh, who has stage four breast cancer and is undergoing treatment. Uh, he's also asked that we pray for Pastor Mario Marin of Columbia, of whom we're in fellowship with, uh, who had his house broken into and uh, much was stolen uh, from his house. Uh, we'll read the letter during the announcements at, at the end of the service. So we'll include those in our prayers. Let us stand. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank Thee for all Thy goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of Thy dear Son, for the revelation of Thy will and grace, and we beseech Thee so to implant Thy word in us, that in good and honest hearts we may keep it, and bring forth fruit by patient continuance in well-doing. Most heartily we beseech Thee so to rule and govern Thy Church universal with all its pastors and ministers, that it may be preserved in the pure doctrine of thy saving word, whereby faith toward thee may be strengthened, and charity increased in us toward all mankind. Grant also health and prosperity to all in authority, especially to the President and Congress of the United States, the Governor and Legislature of this Commonwealth, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after thy good pleasure to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please thee also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for thy name and for thy true sake. Comfort, O God, with thy Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of thy fatherly will. And although we have deserved thy righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat thee, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth, nor our many transgressions, but out of thine unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of thy mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show thyself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause also the needful fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season, give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with thy blessings. We bring before you uh, our Bishop James and our own pastors, Michael and Gary. Uh, we ask that you would be with Salem Lutheran Church in Malone, Texas, and uh, Pastor Heiser and Deacon Anken uh, in their uh, service to them. 
We ask that you would be with Pastor Mark uh, Miller, uh, who has surgery coming up, uh, as well as uh, with his daughter uh, in her surgery, uh, or her diagnosis and upcoming treatment. Be with Pastor Maureen of Columbia. We ask, dear Lord, that uh, even in this uh, taking of his goods, uh, that his heart might be uh, firmly put where the treasures uh, of this earth cannot be taken away. And we ask that you would uh, help us to open up our hearts in order to uh, provide for him. Be with our armed forces, especially with Jason and Blake, our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex. Provide for our shut-ins, uh, Carolyn and Patty. With our elderly Violet, with Tom, who was uh, hospitalized at Heron and has uh, gone home uh, with uh, heart trouble. Uh, be with Susan and her unborn child. Provide for our students, Tom and Kara, Jonathan, Sadie, Sarah, Alexis, and Jessica. Provide for the needs of Larry and Deb, Christina, Jim and Charlotte, Rusty, Philip, Mervon. We also ask that you would be with the family of uh, Brian Sperlin, uh, who passed away this uh, Monday. Uh, and we ask that you would uh, direct their attention to the resurrection of Christ, as well as with the family of Mona, Melvin, uh, and her upcoming uh, visitation and funeral tomorrow. We ask that you would be with those who suffer from various temptations, those who wrestle with recurring sins, that you would be their refuge, that you would hear their cries of faith for mercy, and you would grant them deliverance and peace, you who were crucified for our iniquities and raised again for our justification. These and whatsoever other things that would have us ask of thee, O God, Vouchsafe unto us for the sake of the bitter sufferings and death of Jesus Christ, thine only Son, our Lord and Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever.
Dearly beloved, for as much as we purpose to come to the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ, if he cometh us diligently to examine ourselves, as St. Paul exhorted us. For this holy sacrament hath been instituted for the special comfort and strengthening of those who humbly confess their sins and who hunger and thirst after righteousness. But if we thus examine ourselves, we shall find nothing in us but only sin and death from which we can in no wise set ourselves free. Therefore, our Lord Jesus Christ hath had mercy upon us and hath taken upon himself our nature, that so he might fulfill for us the whole will and law of God, and for us and for our deliverance suffer death and all that we by our sins have deserved. And to the end, that we should the more confidently believe this and be strengthened by our faith and cheerful obedience to his holy will, he has instituted the holy sacrament of his supper, in which he feedeth us with his body and giveth us to drink of his blood. Therefore, whoso eateth of this bread and drinketh of this cup, firmly believing the words of Christ, dwelleth in Christ, and Christ in him, and hath eternal life. We should also do this in remembrance of him, showing his death, that he was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification, and rendering unto him most hearty thanks for the same. Take up our cross and follow him. And according to his commandment, love one another, even as he hath loved us. For we are all one bread and one body, even as we are all partakers of this one bread and drink of this one cup. Page 144, the service of Holy Communion. Thank you. 
art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Lord, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.